it's the great debates. Okay. We're here in the here studio. We we've got our microphones. We've got our iPhones. We've got glasses of wine. What else do you need? Except a couple of tops, which I have. Oh, we're ready to go then. Okay. If My- you have two friends, water and wine, you can have great debates in your house. Well, all you tops. need is the tops. And tops. You need tops. Yeah. That is the hardest part. Yeah. Sometimes. The tops is the yeah. hard part. Yeah. Uh... Look, we've already wasted Ugh, too much time. I'm so sorry. I feel like <laughs> shit. I'm going to put four minutes on the clock. I'm going to have Steve Healy take it. The pro. Okay. The topic is Nanette is a good name for a stand-up special. I'm Steve Healy. Just I'm taking the pro. Just the name. Just just the the name. name. <laughs> okay. All right. Hands off. Just the name. Yeah. Absolutely. First time I heard there's a stand-up special called Nanette. You got to see it. Nanette? Who is that? What is that about? What's going on? It's but then you learn the twist. Nanette is not the name of the person doing the stand-up special. That's Hannah Gadsby. Hannah Gadsby, a person you've never heard of, dropped a stand-up special called Nanette. You got to see it. Yes, of course. Nanette, who's that? Is it a French girl? Is it someone she fell in love with? Is it uh, uh, someone she knew? Is it someone she wants to be? Is it an old movie that inspired her? fascinated by curiosity she's done half the work right there i'm I'm on the edge of my seat just pressing play on it we gotta know what nanette is and the 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 beautiful twistingness of how she uses that the very idea of femininity which hangs over it all of that is very powerful the success of the thing was a what we might call viral success and that it spread word of mouth like a disease i've never heard that what does that mean I just mean, I don't mean that it literally spread on the internet. I just mean it spread it similar vi- to a virus. virus. Yeah. Oh, so it went viral. Nanette. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, well, so for the reason that you mentioned, it's a terrible name. People think her name is Nanette, and she's going to have that hang over Who her for, for years cares? to come. No one cares. Doesn't matter. Well, the main purpose of like a stand-up special that introduces you to the world is for people to know who you are. And I've heard many Arr, people... You're just- living in a pre-Nanette world with that attitude. <laughs> We're post-Nanette now. Well, would you say then that it does, that like... If she went on a talk show and people called her Nanette, that that would be like okay because we're in a post Nanette world. No, people it, like we It'd should be rude. Her name is Hannah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like I guess like it leads to this weird ignorant thing where people who don't watch the special, or even some people who do, think her name is Nanette. Also, you say that there, there's something. Okay. Like, what's hanging, the, okay? Wait. Healing, I gotta stop. tell you. Gotta give me a chance to talk. Also, you say that there's a, like, something about femininity hanging over the whole special, but. Really, the the title doesn't tell us anything about the content of the special itself. She herself admits in the thing that she just likes the name and then reverse. And I'm then, dying over here listening to the basicness of this take. It doesn't it's matter like, how basic it is. It only matters how Nanette. correct it is. Dude, I, I'm not. I watched Nanette. Okay, and but she, you I haven't incorporated any of the lessons. What was this? Well, Nanette's not her name. Who cares? That's intriguing and interesting and different. The reason you care is that it creates confusion. The one thing a stand-up special title shouldn't do is make you confused. Why not? So Dave Chappelle puts out, or that's a terrible example. If if, uh, if Mark Norman put out a stand-up special called... Uh, James Henderson, that would be a bad title. That would be like the first interesting thing he'd ever done. Okay, but it would be confusing. I mean, or uh, that's, it shouldn't be first name, last name. It would be like Gregory or something. You'd be like, so the guy's name is Gregory? Okay, step in the right direction. It's boring and confusing. You think Mark Norman's agent isn't sitting there right now being like, if Mark Norman called up being like, I want to do a stand-up special called Gregory. He'd be like, 
Now you're getting somewhere. <laughs> now you're getting it. I don't think so. Now you live at in the post-internet world. I mean, I happen to think that most stand-up specials are terribly named, and I think that like it's hard to come up with good stand-up special titles. What's a good I, one, and what's the goal in your mind, in your insane okay, pre-internet imagination? The first goal is to not confuse people about what your first name is. That's the first goal. The net fails that. The second is to convey something about your point anybody, of view. The you net fails to do that comedy, as well. Do you think there's any comedy business person in the world? who's not going to be able to find Hannah Gadsby she somehow cost herself business or attention by calling her special Nanette no it's Absolutely not about costing not. herself business but it's in casual conversation people think that her name is Nanette so that's, what that's fun that's part of the joke that's well, more it's enjoyment not ideal and it's like not no, I'm not saying there's like a huge cost to it but it's still something uh, I hear that sound in my nightmares <laughs> <laughs> do you think we'll hear that sound as we die oh <laughs> i hope cool. not there goes the helicopter what's It'll going on choppers oh, out trouble, tonight i guess wow. um i davis i think i have to go with healy on this one yeah because i think he made a pretty good argument and I, I think it was the post-Nanette world that really grabbed me because I'm 41, and so I feel like there's a whole lot of shit that I don't understand, and so mm. those people must understand it, and so they, they probably get it better than I do. He preyed mm. on my... He'll old do that. He'll play. He'll he loves to prey on your insecurities. On your old man insecurities. <laughs> do, do you? What, what's your real opinion? <laughs> I think it's neutral. I I think that we're sort of like retrofitting greatness to the yes. title mm-hmm. because Correct. the special mm-hmm. was a phenomenon. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been a great argument. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I I was yeah. I was getting there. I didn't have time. I get it. But I right. Get it. I mean, like. Sure. I I mean the pro. By the way. The micro debate pro has such an advantage. Boy, I'll say the con has to jump in there in less than one minute. It's, I think. I disagree. I Guys. think the con has to come in like really strong and at least put a stake in the ground you mm. guys are crazy you're fooled because i have natural enthusiasm and i dive right in but um, the, the pro has to think up and then present a coherent argument instantly that's true while the con's sitting there like loading his yeah loading his gun. getting ready here's what i think i think that it's akin to overtime in football uh-huh. and the rule i think we're still in the period of time where the rules were whoever scores first wins mm-hmm. and getting the opening kickoff was a huge deal mm-hmm. and i think we need to make that slight rules tweak that the nfl did where they said you have to score a touchdown to win if you score a field goal the other team can score a field goal i do like tweaks oh love tweaks guys we are in host chat now who's watching football I'm never going to watch another NFL game if I can help it. Wow. If I can help it. Wow. Wow. Godspeed, wow. man. I just think it's the right thing to do. And yeah. by the way, it, this is not a big deal for me. I'm not making a sacrifice. Right. I'm not giving it. I'm not trying to take a stand here. I don't really watch football. But now I know that I'm, I, I'm not. Mm. I think it's the right thing to do, guys. I'm sorry. I've got a pitch, Dave. You're going to continue to watch football. You're deep in it. You're it's too deep tough. to get it. I am too deep for now. I mean, I know it's the right thing to do to turn it off. I shouldn't be watching. I shouldn't be engaged in it. I've got What's your pitch? something like a pitch for Medina type. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. may need some technical help. Mm-hmm. Sorry, are we in host chat? Yeah, yeah we're, we're deep, in host chat. Okay. Deep. 10 a.m. on the West Coast and 2 p.m. on the West Coast, like, couple movies start. 
maybe mm. four movies a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So if you want the experience of getting up, chilling on the couch, uh-huh. yes. half paying attention, and it's a yeah. Hunt for Red October, right. uh-huh. it's movies we've seen uh-huh. before, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. Mrs. Doubtfire, sure. but it's just collectively there's a TV experience that we can all yes, we need a participate in. You can that. order pizza. You can right. be okay. The, opening the door, and everybody's watching it, and everybody's watching the same uh-huh. movies. You can tweet about them. Uh-huh. You can. It's not going to be the same, but. <laughs> Look, I, I, it's kind of great. But though. is this like government mandated viewing? Because there are movies playing yeah, no, at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. To, it would need to be like, okay, these are like NFL red package. We would need a lead. Anti NFL red package. Yeah. Uh huh. But like, who's broadcasting it? We would is, need a, an organization. It would have to be one kind. click away from the NFL. Right. Yeah. So is it like Direct TV brings you Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh, here's what it is. The they N- don't want to take a stand against the NFL. So no, they someone, sure don't. We're also someone. called the NFL. NFL, but we're the no football league. Okay. Uh-huh. You can get the NFL package. It costs like 40 bucks. We're the normal movies. films league. Normal films we're league. Show normal films yeah. at Sunday yeah. at 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Normal <laughs> films league. And you can, I don't know, some, there should be a gambling element. Maybe there'll just Maybe be Kino numbers on the bottom. <laughs> you get a few channels too, so that you can flip around to see what the different absolutely right. yeah. there's like yeah. a few and ga- picture you know. and picture. Yeah, <laughs> well, Something. it'd be fun if there was like a normal film league red zone channel where it was like we flip over to Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> yeah, where he's yeah, going. Yeah. It's the scene where he's going back and forth between yeah, the two yeah, tables, yeah. and there should be normal film league films. <laughs> Which is like hour long <laughs> yeah. on the hills of San Francisco. <laughs> so right, it's great. Father was in danger of never seeing his children again. Here's where I get okay, so here's the quandary, which is that I live in a neighborhood where there's a high school nearby. And at nighttime on Friday nights in the fall, I can hear the football game happening, and it sounds really yeah. fun. Yeah, sure. And I do have this like idea to like walk down there with my family, my friends, and like maybe sit in the stands and cheer one. Yeah, one, it seems like a really fun community thing to do. Hell yeah. yeah. But I don't know if I'm not going to watch the NFL. Am I High school football. Support right. these kids. Isn't it worse in a way? Yeah. Kids. Look, here's my take. The, it's not football that the, is the problem. It's the way that the NFL has handled football, and and maybe that's hmm. you know that's the problem. I think it might be that football's it could problem. be. It could also like, be just once that. you're playing tackle football, you're banging you're your head a, you're in a bad, into yeah. other people. What else? That do? said, the NFL's handled it terribly. I don't think the NFL's done anything to help it. No, and they've done other stuff that I don't like. What else? Well, the you know the the players thing with the the anthem. They've done yeah. everything about it is wrong. It's yeah. a bunch so of billionaires wrong. called the owners so forcing these poor people so to get bang their wrong. heads up to like swear allegiance to the flag of right. capitalism. Like it's totally disgusting. Oh it's yeah, bad. it's so bad, guys. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. fantasy don't watch it. Yeah, don't, don't watch, watch it. it. Shoot. It's, the, if you're watching, then you're one of the owners in a weird way, you know. I think because it, it's Healy's right. It creates this like, ugh, ugh. I don't even want to talk about it. It's so yucky. Wow. The farms of people trying to get in, and then they're you know yeah. like. Uh, for the benefit of the owners, and then it's like gladiator shit. We're gonna look on this as gladiator shit. Absolutely. Oof. 
anyway, that's I where guess I'm the at. question is like, how guilty were the spectators at the Gladiator right. show? Well, well. We, once they knew that it was bad, but they were like, I gotta go. You're anyway. in, so much fun. You were totally crazy if you don't think we were going to the Gladiator oh, games if we lived in ancient Rome. Yeah, you would have been in Fantasy Gladiator League. Oh, I would have been commissioner yeah. of my Fantasy Gladiator League. <laughs> yeah, I'd be hosting the draft. I mean, obviously, like, I I don't make uh, it. Felicitas got killed. Uh, <laughs> Trident! So that's double points. Another take okay. is, like, just, you know, there's so much bad shit you can do to yourself out there. Like, just take your pick and go for it. And if you want to do the football thing, we all know what it is, so just go for it. Let's all have a fun party. Woo. Oh, man. Who knows what's right? Post-shot got real. Yeah, it was cool. I liked Ethics it. Post Guys, do you want to get into yeah, a, yeah, of course. Like a main yeah, event type really topic? Do. I really do. Okay. I really do. By the way, a lot of people out there have fantasy great debate leagues. And I want to say, keep it up. Like right. we we encourage that. We don't make any money off of them. Right. But we love that they exist. Look, I have a strategy for your fantasy great debate league. Just don't pick Medina on your first pick. It's crazy because he, he yes, can't. you get points for declaring correct right, wins. Which he but picks, yes, but, but you it's don't just get the enough points. points. It just doesn't make sense. It's, doesn't make sense. Yes. Pick Mina Kimes. <laughs> Always perfect. Yeah, right. Mina Kimes, great pick. <laughs> Okay, uh, doesn't mean playing a lot of games you. though. That's the only problem. Yeah. Right. So um, here's my take, which is which is that Dave should take the pro on this topic. Okay. We just right. had this talk about which is harder, the pro or the con. Dave's gonna take the pro, and um, are you ready? I'm ready, baby. The middle seat isn't that much worse than the window seat. Yeah, you know, here's the main thing about this that I've noticed on planes recently. Nobody keeps the window open anymore. People actually, like, ask you to put the window down. Like, most flights, the window is down the whole way. You haven't been sitting next to me. Well, if I were sitting next to you, if it were an overnight flight, you may be asked to put it uh, down. And even if it's, like, certain times of day now, for some reason, like, the stewardesses will be like, everybody put your window, like, put your window down if it's, like, if people are trying to sleep and stuff. If it's, like, an early morning flight, that's the one that I've noticed the most. Like, I've been flying from L.A. to Portland a couple times in, in the morning, and just so people can get a couple extra hours of sleep, everyone puts their windows down. I think they make an announcement about it. What is so great about the window seat? Well, there's one detriment to it versus the middle seat, which is that there's one additional person to climb over when you have to get up to use the restroom or to get a beverage or for whatever, or you just want to stretch your legs. So that's one reason that it's worse. And all we're arguing here is that it's not that much worse to be in the middle seat. It really isn't. Like, what are you losing? In fact, when I've sat in the window seat, what I found is that it's kind of awkward. Like, anytime you try to use that extra, like, inch and a half gap between the seat and the fuselage wall to your advantage, it gets tricky. Like, you try to put a pillow there, but then your neck is straining too far. It's just not that much worse. It's the same seat, and you have to climb over one more person. Okay, I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the con. Healy, by the way, for our listeners, is fuming right now. There's <laughs> like, there's something going. Oh on. my god! Well, it's good when you get a topic that you really just believe in. The only problem is overpowering mm-hmm. with arguments okay. combined. Yeah, you don't views. want to spike the football. <laughs> 
Dave, are you done? So mad. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I know you're right. That was okay. That was look, pointless. Go ahead. What are the disadvantages of the middle seat? First of all, the disadvantage of going on a plane is you're going to be most likely seated next to a stranger. If you're in the middle seat, you have doubled the danger of being seated next to someone unpleasant, smelly, chatty, too big for their seat, uh, fidgety, watching something you don't like, annoying, elbow, armrest battle, doubled. Right there, the, the middle seat is double bad. On the main criteria of the main area of hazard and riding an airplane is your neighbor. You have doubled the chances of having a bad neighbor. Second of all, window seat, yes, you have the window. I feel like this has been pointed out before, but I never get over the miracle of flight. You are 30,000 feet over the United States. How many chances do you get? Dave, you're flying to Portland. Okay, I get it. Sometimes you want to sleep. No problem. If you're sitting in the window seat, you can lean up against it. That's great. It's very difficult to sleep in the middle seat. But if you're not sleeping, if it's a nice day, you look out the window, you are going to see Yosemite Valley, Mount Shasta, the Pacific Coast. You're going to see, oh, how are they farming that? What is that pattern I see down there? And what's that little town down in that valley? What would life be like if I moved down there? I wish I had a map. I could check that out. Oh, it looks like, oh, I can actually look at the map on the screen. That's Redding, California. What's going on over there? Oh, and this area of California, very dry. You forget about the high desert here. And now, and now we're passing into Oregon, the forest there. And look at that watershed. It stirs the heart to see that much greenery. The water coming down through the mountains. You know, we've been worried about global warming, but you know, way up here in Southern Oregon, we got miles and miles of untouched, beautiful forest. And you land in Portland just feeling good and invigorated about yourself. Or you took a nap leaning next to the thing. But meanwhile, the guy in the middle seat's fidgeting about. He's got a neighbor chatting to him. The guy's watching some foul, violent motorcycle racing, whatever. What? You know, it's annoying. He or the guy, Or the guy's just, he's just, he's got the guy in the aisle seat is just a little dweeb who's reading barons. And just like the idea of this guy, you hadn't thought of it. And you got to look at him. You're sitting next to him. He's eating little nuts. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there in the window seat watching Mount Lassen, watching, uh, you know, the, the Trinity Alps go by. Are you crazy? Of course, the, the upside of the window seat is infinite. Okay. The middle seat has no upside. Okay, you've talked for a while. Well, I've already presented some of the things that are worse about the window seat than the middle seat. And again, the issue is not that it's better to be in the you window. You've presented that nothing that's worse. worse. You've yes, presented I did. You a have couple. You climb over one person. Okay, fine. One more person. You're getting two people okay. up anyway. In fact, okay. I actually think that's an advantage. Okay. Because like you're like, two people, putting two people out is easier than putting one person out. Because, like, guys, we're all, I have to get out. We're all getting out. Whatever. They both get that, out. I mean, that's just factually incorrect. The idea that, like, uh, put, asking two people to stand up for you to make From a, a, like, to, utilitarian to a standpoint of how many people have to get up is worse. But the fact that it's like, look, this is just going to happen. So both of you, you guys can commiserate if you want. But that's I'm somehow, isn't it play when there's only one person? Yeah. The idea of this then is it's just like a happen. request what are you to one person. A one stranger. I'm this. This is absurd. Uh, okay. You, you talked for a while. I, we all get it. I was going to say that, like, there isn't that much of a hazard of sitting next to someone who's annoying. But, man, God bless the person who has to sit next to you on a flight talking about global warming in Redding, California. I'd be pulling I'm my hair I'm not talking. Out. I'm having a private okay. well, commune you with nature. As a, I'm, like, the perfect right. passenger. I'm just making a That's how you should barb. fly. Sit there. Look out the window. And Healy. Enjoy it. Enjoy your flight. What are you paying for? Just to teleport yourself to Portland? No, to fly. Okay, Healy, 
here's another thing about sitting in the in the middle seat that's potentially better than the window seat. Yes, you might end up sitting, you have double your chances of sitting next to someone who is, in your words, a hazard, someone unpleasant. You also double your chances of sitting next to someone pleasant. Healy, you're shaking your head, and I know damn well that you, more than anyone I know, enjoys striking up a conversation with someone else on a plane. And the truth is that someone would be so lucky to sit next to you because they would enjoy sitting next to you. And if they're in the middle seat, they double their chances of sitting next to you. And that's a great, like you said, absolutely enjoy your flight. Strike up a conversation. Learn something about your fellow man. The other thing I got to say, since you talk for so long, is that you're existing in some world where the window is only available to the person who's sitting right next to it. The person in the middle seat can look out the window. No, it's not they only can't available make a study. To... Yes, they can. <laughs> no, they in can fact, catch the, a glance. Most windows are like it's on a plane more... are, are in such a place where like the person in the window seat, or it's actually just the way the seats are designed. This is like saying an the... urchin child can still enjoy the toys by looking out the toy store window. No, you can't get at them. The window seat guy has 80% of the window's benefit. Okay, well, I don't think it's that high, but I also don't think it's that much worse to be in the middle seat. If you want to think about Redding, California and look at it, you could do that from the middle seat. It's not that much worse. You also have access to the map. You also might strike up, you have twi- bet twice a chance of getting to know someone cool. You know, I mean, that's actually a really important point here, I think, is because it is so much of the experience is like sitting next to other people. Ask yourself, how often do you end up disliking the person next to you? How often do you have a neutral experience? I would say that's most of the time for me. And how much do you have, how often do you have a positive experience? Even if it's a very small positive experience, I would suggest that you're more likely to have a positive experience if you engage at all with the person next to you than a negative one. Usually you just like, what's the extent of the conversation? For me, it's usually like, if you talk at all, it's like, where are you going? Where are you coming from? And you, you share a little bit of the human condition well if you're in the middle seat you could do that twice if you don't want to talk to them you don't have to talk to them this is a case of like playing russian roulette for a hundred dollars yeah like you might get a hundred dollars but the downside is there's so enormous. no way that healy you don't talk tell me that you don't talk to the people next to you on the flight of course you do i, I you I, talk to and in fact we know you do because you struck up a conversation with brody jenner of all people no and if you and you had if if you had been in the window seat you had had half the chance of striking up a conversation with Brody Jenner that you had if you were in the middle seat. How great is it that Steve Healy and Brody Jenner have a story that they could both tell? Is that even a good experience for either one of us? Yes, it was hysterical. We're still laughing about it. He took a picture of you sleeping. It's so funny. It's amazing. For, you, didn't, you didn't know who he was. For the That's record. That's my closing statement. You double the chance that Steve Healy and Brody Jenner strike up a conversation when you sit in the middle seat. That's why the middle seat is great for moments like that. If if you have a bad experience with somebody on a plane, you're going to remember it for the rest of your life. And for the record, I just want to be clear to my fellow airline passengers, I never strike up a conversation. I never initiate or impose. I'm happy to chat under certain circumstances, but I've never, I'm not, I just want to, I feel like I'm just protecting my character here that I'm not going out there like forcing people to chat. If you're on the plane, I'm leaving you alone. That's always an option with me. Close, close of debate. (laughs) (laughs) The end of the debate was just some weird protection from perceived character. I just don't want people out there thinking like I'm going around being like, "Hi, where are you going? Nobody wants." No, okay, uh, okay. We don't, we don't think that. Medina, I get. I think 
Dave managed to prove that it isn't that much worse. Yes. <laughs> I think I pulled it out at the end, and you know I it, I think really. so, too. I think what happened is the, the, the worse is like, yeah, you, don't, you have only 80% or 20% of the window. But much worse is that is your argument about the, the two sides and the, the doubly likely to have someone shitty. And Dave invalidated that argument. So I you don't think I'm have having that a problem anymore. like high end figure skaters have, which is like they're being judged. Like the judge is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, finish this? Like this a, the uh, expectation of the judge is so high that, you know, he, they just can't possibly always live up to this it. Is a Tonya you know, even Harding, when they do an amazing routine. The Tonya Harding thing. Wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't look. Let's look at the bright side here. That was a very good debate, I think, at a high level. Fantastic debate. Yeah, that was good. Also, look, Healy, it's an, you're starting with an easier side of the topic. So, like, yeah, that is a handicap there, of true, course. True, true, true. But anyway, an, an excellent um, high level of discourse, mm. uh, entertaining. I laughed. Um, and, and that's all I have to say. I love it, buddy. Beautiful. That was fun. Beautiful debate. Um, so, guys, uh, we're going to be back next week. I hope so. More debating. Hey, quick uh, uh, plug, by the way. Hit the merch store. Great oh, Debates yeah. merch store. You go, guys, go to yeah. greatdebate69.com. There's a link on the right. We kind of keep this thing afloat for your benefit. It's essentially a nonprofit. <laughs> it's a negative profit. It's a negative yeah. profit. <laughs> but we want you to have some gear. So get it, sport it, love it, write to us about it. We simplified the store. Graham, shirt, tag us on yeah. Instagram. Do the whole thing. It's like okay. in and out now. It's we, right. By the way, we love hearing from you. Write to us. Uh, tweet at us, send us your tops, and like I said, we'll see you next week on the Great Debates. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caracello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the podcast is moderated by Dave King.